Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Good afternoon, everybody. Open forum Q&A. Throw me some questions and we will get into it. We can go in any direction you want. NBA Finals, Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets took uh, control uh, of game three. And uh, Jamal Murray and the Joker were just too much for Miami. You know, when Denver plays their A game, when Denver is playing the way they played in game three, Miami is not going to win. And I know that we should not count out the Miami Heat. I get that. I'm not counting them out. All right. Anyone that counts out the Miami Heat obviously has not watched the playoffs, but I don't see it. Do you? I don't see it. I really don't. Uh, Denver is the better team. Denver should win this series, but you could have said that Milwaukee should have won the series in Boston, but uh, Miami found a way to win. So obviously a uh, huge, pretty much must win game for the Miami Heat coming up uh, game four. Hockey in an hour from Sunrise, Florida, the home of the Panthers, and uh, they are in deep, deep trouble if they don't find a way to bounce back and win game three. The Knights uh, really dominating play uh, in game, well, particularly uh, game two. You know, the score was tied going into the third and uh, in game one. And Vegas scored three goals, including an empty netter. But game two was all uh, Vegas. Uh, they they dominated in every phase of the game. So we'll see what happens uh, coming up tonight. All right, who wants to get the ball rolling? Who wants to uh, throw me a couple of questions? And uh, we will get this show rolling. What do you want to talk about today? I'm good to go in any direction that you want. We have got uh, the fiasco with golf. And basically, the world of professional golf is going to be run by the Saudis and their money. You've got uh, the Canadian Open going right now, where a lot of the players were on hand to meet with the Commissioner Jay Monahan on Tuesday uh, after this announcement broke. And I don't see how he stays uh, in his present position. I think his credibility is gone. I think that he is a commissioner that has lost his voice. Uh, so to speak. If you read uh, some of the the quotes, uh, both on record and anonymously, you really get an idea that they are very divided about this on the PGA Tour. All right, uh, Grant, who is 
the Vegas Golden Knights your favorite, or is the Vegas Golden Knights your favorite NHL team overall? No, the Rangers are my favorite team overall. Uh, but one of my very best friends in life, uh, room with him for a period of time in college, uh, have known him for 45 years, uh, George McPhee, uh, put that entire Vegas team together, the team that won uh, the West in year one and went to the Stanley Cup finals and lost to Washington. He had been the general manager at Washington for uh, 17 years. And the uh, he put that Capitals team together. He drafted Alex Ovechkin and uh, put that Capitals team together. And so this is his fourth try at the Cup, 1994, lost to the Rangers in seven when he was the right-hand man at Pat Quinn in Vancouver. Then he lost uh, the Stanley Cup with Ole the goalie in Washington. And then he lost the first season in Vegas to Washington. And now uh, he's two wins away from the Cup. So um, I'm really thrilled. This is a great question. So if it's the Rangers and Vegas in the Cup, you'd want the Rangers. You know, that's a great question. If my friend George McPhee had not won the cup yet, then I would vote. I would want Vegas to win. And the reason why I say that is I've watched the Rangers win the cup before. I was there for games three and four in Vancouver, game five in New York, game six in Vancouver, and I flew to New York for game seven. And George got me all the tickets. And George and I have talked about this for decades about what winning the Stanley Cup would mean. George played for the Rangers for a number of years coming out of college. Uh, George was the Hobie Baker Award winner at Bowling Green, which is the equivalent of the Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, I love George like a family member. And if Vegas played the Rangers and George had not won the Cup yet, I'd be pulling for my friend. I'd be, I'd be pulling for my friend. I don't know. Um, what it would be like watching that series because I do love the Rangers but personal relationships I put ahead of anything else and the friendship that I have with George is a uh, special beyond belief so I would vote I, I would I would want Vegas to win in that situation great question great question well there's something unbelievably special. As I've talked about this for years, C-Dog, about being at big games. There's nothing like it. Um, I've been blessed to go to a lot of big games. And I always had in my mind growing up that if the New York Giants won a Super Bowl, or we're at a Super Bowl, I would do whatever I could to get there. I've relayed this story many times about flying to New York from Decatur, Illinois in the 1986 season, January of 87, flew to the game uh, on a Saturday afternoon. Giants beat the Niners 49-3. Flew back the following Sunday for the Giants. Washington, Giants won 17-0. My aunt followed everything to the T as it related to ticket requests for the Super Bowl. We got two tickets. We were part of the lottery as a season ticket holder for the Giants. And so uh, the day before the Super Bowl in Pasadena, I'd never been to L.A. 
took off. It was like five, 10 below zero in St. Louis, landed in LA and it was 76 degrees, got to the Rose Bowl 24 hours before the game. And my buddies had rented an RV and we had the best time. And I sold the extra ticket, $75 base value uh, for $750. And the Giants won 39 to 20. And then I said, I'm always going to try to do what I can do to go to the Rangers Stanley Cup. There's no way I would have been able to get tickets had it not been for George. George was working for Vancouver. He was Pat Quinn's right-hand man. And George not only got me tickets for game three and four in Vancouver, I stayed at his place with his wife. And then uh, George got me two tickets for game five. I took my dad thinking that we were going to win and win the first cup since 1940. Rangers lost 6-3. Flew back to Sacramento the next morning, worked at Channel 31 doing the news, uh, left the following day for Vancouver. Rangers lost game six, flew back to Sacramento, did the sports. George got me one ticket for game seven. I took the red eye out, landed in New York at eight in the morning, met Christopher Mando Russo at a coffee shop in Manhattan at 1030. He goes, what are you doing the rest of the day? I go, no plans. He goes, you want to come to the garden with me and watch the show? And I'm like, you're kidding me, right? Do I want to go to the garden? You're like, did you realize what the hell you just asked me? So I'll never forget this. Chris and I walk into Madison Square Garden, the security entrance where all the media goes through. And they go, hey, Chris, what's up, dog? And I walk right behind him. They didn't ask to see a credential or nothing. We got in the elevator, went up to the fifth floor, which is ice level, got out of the elevator, walked up right above the tunnel where the teams come out, and sat there with Chris Russo and Mike Francesa for their entire, what was it, a five or six hour show? Never forget it in my life the buildup to that game seven and I'm sitting there with Mike and the mad dog listening to their entire show. And I've told this story because I was already in the arena. Chris goes, I'm going to have a guy go to the will call and get your uh, ticket. He goes, you got your license? I go, yeah. So about 20 minutes later, guy comes back and hands me my ticket. Back then, if you know, if you remember, if you were alive and they would take your ticket and they would tear it and they would give you half and they would keep half. To this day, I still have an unused, because it wasn't ripped, ticket for game seven of the Stanley Cup finals at Madison Square Garden in June of 1994. And to this day, All right. Probably the greatest spectacle that I've ever witnessed live in sport. The Super Bowl in 87, January 25th, would be right up there. And then the Super Bowl in Indianapolis, where I took my two boys. Those are my three greatest sports memories being at a venue. Game seven at Madison Square Garden. For the Stanley Cup Finals, incredible. Now, I interviewed on one of my podcasts, Steve Albert, 
Marv's brother. Steve, phenomenal boxing announcer, longtime announcer in the NBA as well. And Steve was at Kent State as a student during the shooting on campus and basically went through what that whole experience was like. And they, the students left Kent State and Steve went home. And Steve had been a ball boy for the Knicks. And for game seven, when Willis Reed came out of the tunnel, the trainer and equipment manager got Steve a pass at the end of the Knicks bench. Okay? 1969-70 season. Think about that for a moment. And Steve was on the floor, standing on the floor at Madison Square Garden when Willis Reed came out of the tunnel against the Lakers, scored the first two baskets, couldn't play the rest of the game, and the Knicks blew out the Lakers to win their first ever championship. Frazier, right? DeBusher, Bradley, Reed, Phil Jackson, Mike Reardon. That was not the year the Pearl, Earl Monroe. Earl the Pearl was not on that team. He was on the team that won it uh, two years later in 72-73. So I love these stories. I love being at big events. I wasn't at that one. I remember watching it. But, Connor, if the Edmonton Oilers ever get to the Cup and you can get there, I mean, it would be absolutely unbelievable. All right. Keep your uh, questions coming right here on our open forum uh, Q&A. Hockey coming up in a little bit. And then uh, NBA Game 4 and a huge Game 4 upcoming for the uh, Miami Heat. So hockey is going to be a hell of a game tonight. It's been very physical. Game two was incredibly physical. And I would think uh, the same thing tonight. Aiden Hill has been the story in net for the Vegas Golden Knights. I mean, you know, he didn't even start the series. He took over for their main goalie who was injured. And, I mean... He's been great in goal. He's been great. You've been calling this all series, C Dog, about Jamal Murray. They don't. They're 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 not here without him. They're not here without him. I mean, he's been unbelievable. I mean, think about that. Two triple doubles in the same game. Uh, he was amazing. He was absolutely amazing. Somebody wants to know what about Halliburton playing for the Kings? Well, not going to play for the Kings anymore. Why do you think that could happen? Why would you say that? He's an all-star now for the Pacers. They're building their franchise around him. So I, I don't I don't see any scenario. And again, we already know that he and Fox weren't like, they weren't a good tandem. So that's not happening. All right, what do you want to talk about? Fire away with some questions right here on our open forum Q&A. If you want to talk about sports, we can do it. You want to go off the map, we can do that as well. Uh, You want to talk about the – oh, you're talking about the USA team. I'm sorry. I didn't see the USA part. That's my bad. I apologize. My bad. Forgive me. Um, Yeah, I did see that. Good. You know what? That's great. You're going to hear a lot about Tyrese Halliburton. I'm sorry. I didn't see the USA. I I saw us. I was – that's what happens when you get old. You can't read – Say, well, that was three letters. That was USA. I thought that was US. (laughs) My bad. I'm sorry about that. 
Um, no, there is no hockey team, not NHL, minor league, but not NHL because of the way the Golden One Center uh, was constructed. So, no. Uh, what do the Kings need to do this offseason to improve? I think they need, obviously, some bulk down low. They got to fix that area of their team. And I believe they need a backup point guard that can run the team if the Aaron Fox is out for any period of time. So, yes, absolutely. I think they definitely need that. Well, I, I will tell you this. The biggest problem I have is the commissioner and speaking out of both sides of his mouth. For the past 14 months, he's been talking about the atrocities of the Saudi government. He's been talking about the 9-11 fund, the families, Saudi's involvement in 9-11. And now all of a sudden he's taking the Saudi money, the blood money that he's been talking about. And it's like now everything's okay. That's the biggest issue I have. As a sports fan, forget about the political aspect. I think it's great. I mean, if you watch sports, you want to see the best of the best, right? When you watch golf right now, other than the majors, you're not watching the best of the best. When you watch the tour championship this year, you weren't seeing the best golfers in the world. Many of the best golfers in the world weren't allowed to play. So, for the game, for the sport, I think it's great. Now, you can get into the ethical part about where the money's coming from, and that's a justified argument. But you can't have it both ways. You can't say you watch the Olympics and watch the World Cup in Qatar and then tell me you're going to boycott golf. No. No, if you don't boycott the NBA, if you don't boycott the Olympics, and you don't boycott the World Cup, then how on earth would you be able to boycott the golf? It's the same thing to me, you know? Uh, do you think a big man like Dwight Howard, I think Dwight Howard's basketball is well behind him, so no. I, I don't think that's a legitimate possibility, you know? How about that? The uh, MLS team in Miami, 1 million Instagram followers to 5 million overnight with the impact of Messi. How about that? Incredible. Unbelievable. Seriously. Overnight, 4 million Instagram followers. Can you imagine the impact that this one individual, but I think it's going to be like Pele, and I talked about this story on my Listen App show when I was growing up in Pele played for the Cosmos in New York. And it was the most unbelievable thing in the world. And I wasn't a soccer fan. I mean, so, I mean, this is probably going to be a one-off, a one-time deal, and it will be great for a period of time. But then what happens when he leaves? It's not like he's playing for that much longer. So what happens to the uh, MLS when Messi's not there anymore? Who do you watch? Are they going to be able to attract other stars? Because, you know, when Pele played for the Cosmos, it was great. But then when he left, nobody watched. And that league, I think, fell apart. But everybody, they sold out. They, they sold out. Giant Stadium. 75,000. You know, when I was in high school. 
It was unbelievable. But then what happened? So, uh, but it, it is pretty remarkable. It is pretty remarkable. I, I think LeBron stays in LA with the Lakers. Now you got to keep your eye on what happens with Chris Paul, and we'll see. So, you know, I, I believe that's the case that's going to be. Um, I have not watched that. I have not. I'll check it out. I have not watched it yet. Have you? Is it good? Worth watching? I'll tell you what I did. I, t- I, I think I shared this with everyone. I'm not a big auto racing fan. And I did used to watch the Indy 500 every year. I, I used to look forward to it. I thought it was one of the, the great events annually. And I used to love watching the Indy 500. And then when they had the split, I wasn't into it as much. But I was bored one night and I just clicked on Drive to Survive, the Netflix series on the F1. And I am now hooked on F1. I try to watch the races. I follow what's going on. That series, which lasted five years, I believe, and I'm waiting for the new year to come out, which is currently going on. I I think that was one of the best series that I've ever watched in anything. Incredible. If you have not watched Drive to Survive, on Netflix, it is unbelievable. I mean, it's incredible how they personalized the sport, how they put that together. Uh, I learned so much about Formula One racing, which I knew nothing about. I didn't realize there were only 10 teams and 20 drivers, and I didn't know anything about Formula One. And now I know all the names of the drivers, uh, the CEOs, the principal team owners. Uh, incredible. Absolutely uh, incredible. Um, well, it's just not built for hockey. It's not a, it's not a hockey arena. It's like, I don't know if you're aware of this, but when you put hockey in the boards around the arena in most venues stay in place, they don't come out. And when you go to Los Angeles, for instance, for the Staples center, If you go to a basketball game, the hockey boards are still there. You just can't see them. They cover them up. And so changing back and forth takes an hour to an hour and 15 minutes at the Staples Center. Well, at Golden One Center, just the manpower alone that it would take to change would be enormous. And then the seats, the way the seats are built it was built for basketball, not hockey. So I just don't see it's not it's not going to happen. You know, I know people that like hockey wish it would. It's not going to happen. I'm not a fan of this. What about you? All right, I'm not a fan of it. It's money, 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 and I, I don't like it. You know what? What do we hear about now in the NBA? Oh, gee, load management. Oh, players. They get tired. They can't play all the games. Now, all of a sudden, you want to have a midseason tournament? You know, um, I don't see it. Uh, Verstappen. Come on. Got to get it right if you're a fan. You can't misspell. Not Van Steppen. Max Verstappen. All right. you got, Come on. You can't be that big of a fan. You don't even know what his last name is. Uh, thank you. Appreciate that. 
You can't be a fan of somebody and not know what the hell their last name is. I'm sorry. Good job, though. Unless you just had an honest typo, which, you know, I do all the time as well. Yeah, I saw Gretzky at uh, Arco, too. It was fabulous. I tell you the story about that. It's one of the most amazing things I've ever gone through. So the Sharks are getting ready to play the Montreal Canadiens in a preseason game at Arco Arena in the 90s. And I'm standing against the glass at skate around. Okay? The day of the game. And the legendary, I mean legendary, Montreal Canadiens voice, Dick Irvin, is standing next to me. Legendary. I used to watch him on Hockey Night in Canada when I was at Bowling Green because we used to get Hockey Night in Canada every Saturday. And he starts talking to me about the Sharks, asking me questions. And I answered all the questions because I had watched the Sharks play and I knew a lot. And he said, well, your hockey knowledge is pretty good. I go, yeah, I grew up in New York, diehard Rangers fan, been watching hockey all my life. He goes, listen, would you like to join me on the broadcast tonight? I would really like someone up there that knows about the Sharks because I'm working alone. And I'm like, yeah, I would love to. And I told him I was the TV announcer for the Kings. And he was like, that would be great. So I get up there and I'm on the Montreal Canadiens radio network, the freaking Canadians, the Montreal Canadiens. And he said, now listen, I don't want you to analyze the game. I said, I understand. He goes, I just want you to give us some color regarding the Sharks during timeouts and things of that nature. I said, I understand completely. I won't step on you. You don't have to worry about that at all. I did the game with the legendary announcer for the Montreal Canadiens on the Montreal Canadiens radio network. Now, you talk about being in the right place at the right time. Like, I was absolutely blown away. And then, I think it was a year or two after that, I fulfilled my real dream of announcing NHL hockey. When I filled in for Randy Hahn on TV for the Sharks for a couple games, and I actually announced a game with the great one down at the Great Western Forum. I did the Sharks and the Kings one night on uh, TV for the Sharks. So that was a great thrill uh, as well. All right. Love these questions. Good job. Hey, Stan, you know what? I'm busting you chops and you know that, right? It's a little entertainment. You know what I mean? And I appreciate you. So don't worry about it. It's just me being a wise ass. Don't take it personally. I always tell people that. I always should tell people when I used to see them out and they go, I can't believe it. You know, and they'd come up to me and they'd say, you just destroyed me on the radio the other day. I'm so-and-so when I called and I started laughing. I said, don't take it personally. I used to pat him on the back. I go, it's just fun. We're having fun. Don't worry about it. You know, it's not, I don't hate you. I don't think you were a bad person. It's, it's, uh, it's all good. So, uh, and drive a stand, drive uh, safely too. Speaking of, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Stress. 
We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash grant. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Max Verstappen. And, And I know you can say this about Lewis Hamilton, Stan, if you follow F1. How about the domination by Verstappen now. It's like he can't lose a freaking race. I mean, I watched the race this past weekend in Barcelona. How do you win a, how, how do you win a race? There were no accidents in that race. How do you win a race by 17 seconds? Think about that. He finished what 16 or 17 seconds ahead of Hamilton and George Russell who was third. Like, do you know how large, do you know how big of a domination that is? You know? Thank you, Stan. I appreciate that, buddy. And I hope you uh, have a good rest of the day. Thank you very much. Um, I mean, that's incredible. And you're right. His car is definitely the, their car is incredible. Did you see what happened in uh, Monaco when uh, their, their car crashed, right? You, you saw that, right? And... The car was hoisted up by a crane. So every, and they the same thing with uh, Mercedes car. They crashed and they lifted up by a crane. I, I didn't know this, but what's underneath the car is a secret that the other teams don't get a chance to see the technology because all the cars are different. And now there's no secret because it was lifted up by a crane and everyone could take pictures and have video of what the car looks like underneath. It was like fascinating. I was like, wow, I had no idea, no idea at all. So you remember when Perez crashed, crashed his car in qualifying at Monaco and they hoisted up by a crane. Same thing with uh, Hamilton. Uh, Was it Hamilton or Russell that had to crash in qualifying? I think it was Hamilton actually. So they lift the cars up and you could see underneath the car. That was a big deal. So good, Stan. I'm glad you saw that too. That was remarkable. Absolutely. 
All right, what was I thinking before Roger Craig fumbled at the end of the 1990 NFC Championship game? Well, I was at that game, and I was standing uh, on the field in the end zone. And so that occurred on the other end of the field. San Francisco was driving the other way. And when that happened, I thought the Giants were going to win the game. They had so many things happen in that game. Leonard Marshall with the sack on Montana, knocking him out of the game, the fumble, the fake punt that Gary Reasons executed to perfection, and then obviously Matt Barr with the game-winning kick. And what I remember about that is how loud the stick was as the Giants were lining up to send them to the Super Bowl. And I was standing to the left of the upright, if you were looking at it from behind the kicker to the right. And when that ball was in the air, and I'm looking at that, and I jumped, and I could not believe it. I looked to make sure there were no flags. The place was like a library. And I ran onto the field. You can ask Jim Crandall of Fox 40 or John Hank, who was working at Channel 13 at the time, or some of the other members of the media that are still working in Sacramento. And they couldn't believe it that I ran onto the field. And I'm literally in the middle of the giant celebration, <laughs> hitting guys on the helmets and the shoulder pads. And I had a really good friend that did sales at 31, who was a diehard, crazy New York Giants fan from New York. His name was Marty. And I called Marty from outside the locker room. And he didn't even know who it was at first because I was so hoarse because I had been screaming so loud that I lost my voice. That was pretty amazing. That was absolutely amazing. All right. If you want to hit me up with a question, it's easy to do. All you have to do is go to the chat line. Uh, and we can do it. All right. Uh, you know what? I have not watched much of the French Open. I've watched a little bit. And so uh, I didn't watch the match. I believe it's going on, correct? And maybe I'm mistaken. Has it been played? I haven't even been following it. Uh, I was so bummed out when Rafi was unable to play Rafael Nadal, who owns uh, the French Open. So I got to be honest, I haven't watched much of it. So you can tell me about the match. I didn't even know if the match has been played or is it being played uh, currently over in France. All right. Um, I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't like to say I don't know. I always like to be prepared. But you got me on that one. I have not watched uh, much of the French Open. And, and I'm a tennis fan, so I'm actually embarrassed to say that. All right. Um, I, I'm, I'm actually embarrassed to say that. All right. Hit me up with some more questions as we are here on our, uh, open forum Q and a, I'm going to be, uh, signing off here in a little bit, get ready for, uh, game three of the uh, hockey game. I enjoy this format. I want to say thank you to everybody. I also want to say thank you to, uh, Bennett's restaurants in Roseville, Sacramento and Rockland. 
Roseville, Sacramento, and Rockland. Roseville, Eureka, and Lead Hill Road. Sacramento, Ohio, and Fair Oaks. And soon coming to Rockland. Prime Seafood and Steaks. Don't forget about their weekend brunch, their weekend prime rib. Over 50 different types of wine available by the glass. Just go to Bennett'sRestaurants.com to check out the menu and more information. Uh, I don't know about the schedule yet tomorrow. So, uh, oh, the match is tomorrow. But anyway, I don't know about the schedule for tomorrow, so just stay with me and I'll let you know. All right, thank you. It's tomorrow. Good to know that. I'll try to watch it then, all right? I'll try to watch that. Uh, I love the football questions. Do I think Trey Lance and Brock Purdy? Well, Brock Purdy is your quarterback if he's healthy. You know, he's your quarterback. I think the A's are an embarrassment to professional sports. I think the owner of the A's, John Fisher, is an embarrassment for other owners in professional sports. And I think this is a nightmarish scenario for Major League Baseball. I'm skeptical about baseball working in Vegas. I really am. I mean, I see how great the Knights have been selling out every game. Mark Davis is already complaining about all the visiting fans that are at his stadium on Sundays. I think the same thing would happen in baseball. I don't, I don't see it working. I'm not, I'm not as crazy about baseball in Vegas. And I I was skeptical about hockey at first, but then I thought of myself, well, you know, hockey does well in all the other Sunbelt States. They sell out in Dallas and LA and Arizona is an exception. The Florida teams do very well. So why would I think that Vegas would not do very well? You know? Um, well, thank you very much for your business at Bennett's on behalf of Brian and his family. I'm glad. I'm glad. The spinach dip is really good. I've had that before. You're right about that. It is excellent. I'm very happy you went. I'm happy you enjoyed it. Thank you very much. All right. What else you want to talk about here on this open forum Q&A on this uh, Thursday, day off of the NBA Finals? Anyone out there think that Miami is going to come back and win this series? I mean, when you look at the teams, you just have to say Denver's better. Doesn't mean they're going to win. We saw that already with Boston, but Denver's better, aren't they? They're better. They're a better team. And when they play their A game, and when you have Jokic and Murray playing the way they do, and um, I'll tell you, that's basketball played in a beautiful form. All right? Hey, Brian, you are not bothering me, all right? This is why I'm doing the show. You're not bothering me. I appreciate the question. Do I have an insight into why John Barry was traded for Mateen Cleese? It seemed like he really could have used him the next couple of seasons. I didn't like that deal either. You know, they wanted depth at the point guard position. I didn't like that either. I That was not a good deal uh, for Sacramento, you know? Uh, it's, you know, not not a good deal. Not a good deal at all. Just wasn't. If I had to pick a 24, I don't know enough about the draft to say who I'd be taking. I'm not, I don't follow college basketball close enough to be able to tell you deep in the draft who would be taking a 24. And I don't think anybody watching really knows the answer to that. I don't know if the Kings right now know who they'll be taking at 24. You know, Um, the great question. Down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. I put the wrong up. 
Uh, it's one of the great iconic calls in the history of sport. Down goes Frazier. One of the great calls, you know, one of the great calls. I've been asked this question many times. They were both tremendous quarterbacks. And I don't know if I've seen a quarterback play better in the playoffs than Eli Manning did for the two years that they won the Super Bowl. He only threw one interception and it bounced literally off the chest of a receiver, Baker. And that's the only interception he threw. He won almost every game on the road in those two Super Bowls. I think he only had one home game, one championship games, okay, at Green Bay, at San Francisco, okay, beat both number one seeds on the road, Dallas in the first Super Bowl, Green Bay in the championship game two weeks later, all right? So he beat the number one and number two seeds on the road, did the same thing when they beat San Francisco uh, at the stick after winning the previous week, again, on the road, beating Green Bay. So I would probably say Eli by a whisker. Phil Sims was a hell of a quarterback. Tough as nails, too. Tough as nails. Great question, you know? Oh, I remember... I mean, there are too many great calls for me to remember. It's an excellent question, but there are just too many. There are too many over the course of time, you know? <laughs> yeah, Tom Brady does hate Eli. Yes. Took two Super Bowls away from him. There's no question about that. Um, uh, they have retired his number. It's already been done. All right, uh, Keith Jackson, iconic, great, no doubt about that. So, uh, Joe Buck's catch, David Tyree. Yeah, I, I, I think Joe could have been a little more animated on that, but that was incredible. Uh, that, that was one of the great plays in the history of the Super Bowl, regardless of who you are rooting for. All right, so here's the deal. Uh, don't know about tomorrow yet, okay? Uh, it depends on what happens with the hockey game tonight. And I'll explain all of that to you this weekend. So I, I don't know yet, all right? So you follow me, you subscribe to the channel here. Follow me on Listen App, follow me on Twitter. If you haven't done that yet, it's very easy to do. Uh, you can see at Grant Napier Show, all right? I also encourage emails if you ever want to email me about a topic, all right? Or Stan, if you want to curse at me because I, you know, show you up on the stream, you can do that. <laughs> Again, it's all in fun, buddy. Um, you could just send me an email, uh, gnapier at gmail.com. You can also check me out on my website if you don't like that.com or grantnapier.com. Either one will work. And uh, I just appreciate the hell out of everyone. It's so great getting your questions. And do, do the Jets break the playoff drought with Rodgers? I'm going to say no. I don't think they do. I don't think they do. You're a good sports, Dan. I appreciate you, man. Thank you very much. 
Uh, I also want to say thank you to New Works Plumbing of Sacramento. Hey, if you have plumbing needs, issues, the repairs, sacserviceplumbing.com, call that number on your screen. It means a lot to me when the people that follow me also support the customers that uh, are gracious enough, the businesses, to sponsor these shows. Again, sacserviceplumbing.com or call that number on your screen. Thank you very much. Uh, I know they appreciate it as well. New Works Plumbing, they've got a fix for you. All right, hockey coming up next. Can't wait for it. I'm signing off. You take care. Thank you very much for joining us right here on If You Don't Like That. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye, everybody.